Indie Pod Podcast. I'm your host, Super Joe Pardo, and tonight I have a great guest to bring to you. He uh, he happens to run Podcast Magazine, and we're talking potting, potting, no, profiting from podcasts. Sorry, we started out a little late tonight. Uh, wasn't wasn't sure uh, if our if our guest tonight was going to make it, but uh, but it looks like he has made it into the green room. So I am super excited to have him join us in just a minute. Uh, I had a couple of, a couple of little announcements I wanted to. Uh, to make as well as to give a shout out to our sponsor uh podbean which sponsors this show uh let me see here where is my notes at i am i am totally dropping the ball here we go all right so yeah podbean is is, is bringing this episode to you podbean is an easy and powerful way to start podcasting they give you all the tools you need for a successful podcast such as Unlimited podcast hosting, podcast distribution, monetization options for podcasts of any size, and live stream podcasting, podcasting, podcasting capability. Sign up today at www.podbean.com. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. Uh, looks like we got some people. Uh, Eric, what's up, man? How you doing? Uh, Ross is in the house. Yeah, Jersey. Jersey is definitely well represented right now. Thank you, Brett. I I greatly greatly appreciate that. Uh, it, it means it means a lot to me. Eric was asking who is wild and who is crazy because uh, Larry Roberts is saying I know a couple of wild and crazy guys that were featured in March and April, like oh, uh, like the uh, like the calendars. I don't know who's who's uh, March and who's April, but. Uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll find out. Ross is uh, saying hi to Karen. I don't know if is that Karen Yankovic that's, that's watching right now. What's up, Karen? Say uh, say something in the in the chat. Hey, Lorraine, how you doing? Uh, so tonight we we are talking uh, podcasting magazine. We're talking profiting from podcasts, and I need all of you right now to give a big warm. Well, oh wait, actually, before we do that. There was there was theme music. Did anybody else hear this? There was there was actual theme music. I finally got around to bringing theme music to the show. But anyway, right now that's we'll talk more about that later. Right now, I need you to give a big, warm super claps in the chat for Super Steve Ulster. Woo! What's up, man? How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> I'm up, I'm man? wonderful. I'm wonderful. Is your is your day going well? You know, it's uh, it's a lovely day in the neighborhood. Was not to like. Uh, every day, every, every single, even days where we have to like keep six feet apart. <laughs> Word. Yeah, man. So, um, so Steve, for anyone who doesn't know you, first of all, did I get your name right? The Ulster? Ulster. Ulster? Yeah. Okay, nailed I, it. I, I pronounced it right. Awesome. Uh, for anyone who, who doesn't know you, doesn't know Podcast Magazine, give, give, give some background, please. Uh, yeah, you know, long story short, man, I've actually been podcasting since 2009, uh, off and on, um, consistently since 2015 with reinvention radio. Uh, and then, uh, about two years ago or so we launched beyond eight figures. Uh, and so always had a love for the medium, uh, just, man, I, I went all in on it, uh, about two and a half years ago, created an event called the new media summit where we give 150 attendees the opportunity to take center stage and pitch top uh, podcasters on who they are and what they do. And they literally get booked on the spot. And uh, about five months ago now, it seems like it's been longer, but really only about five, 
months ago or so, came up with the idea for a consumer-facing uh, magazine, not a, you know, not an industry rag, but really something that's kind of Sports Illustrated, you know, or Wired, or you know, something that's consumer-facing uh, that's really geared towards podcast fans. And uh, and within a hundred days, Podcast Magazine was born. So that's uh, that's the podcasting side of the story. There's a whole bunch of entrepreneurial stuff uh, outside of that as well. Uh, that's also I, I love the speed in which you you worked. I, I can appreciate that. I I do I do things similar <laughs> at a similar pace. Uh, from idea to to putting it to you know paper to getting it off and running, uh, it so that's that's greatly appreciated. Now, would you um, like on a scale of one to ten, how much would you say that helps you versus hinders you? You talking about having the magazine? No, uh, having that speed, that, that speed, that that willingness to like, I'm gonna create this. Th- like I had a dream, I had a thought. Yeah. I was in the shower and I had this great idea and then bam, we're going to take it right to the, right to the bank there. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, look, speed wins every time, you know, and, and in this case, uh, I would certainly say that there are some folks who would argue on the side of, you know, you never want to be first to the game, no matter what the game is. Uh, in this case, I would actually argue otherwise. I, I believe that what we have uh, really done here is established first mover advantage. Uh, and quite frankly, I think had we been second to the game, uh, that would have worked to our uh, to our detriment. So I'm I'm a huge proponent of in most cases speed winning every time. There are of course exceptions to that rule. Yeah, I mean, I, well, because you know, it, it, I think a lot of times it comes down to how much you're willing to not pivot, but to make adjustments on the fly, and like, oh, I'm gonna live and die by the way. Like, remember how I drew it up on that bar napkin, like. That's how we're living and dying by this. There's no, there is no change. It's just, you know we're burning the boats and we're going forward. And it's like they forget, like, hey, you you were first and you have an opportunity to like make tweaks and like say, oops, we got it wrong the first time around. Let's let's make you know make better. Let's let's do better this time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, version one is is going to be better than version none, and you're you're never going to get it exactly right. The the first time, uh, you know, one of my uh, private clients, uh, he preaches all about, you know, a four step process, which I love, which is first you get it done, then you get it right, then you get it right all the time, and then you teach it to others. So, you know, realistically, you got to get it, you, you just got to get it done, and then you got to get it right. Though I will say, um, we've assembled a pretty damn good team here of 20 something odd people. Uh, and even our first iteration of the magazine that came out with Glenn Washington on the cover, uh, February 1st, that February issue is not dramatically different than, uh, than you see now in the, in the current issue actually that's dropping, uh, tomorrow. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And of course, uh, one of our listeners right now, Larry Roberts, uh, is, is featured in, in, uh, what was it March or April's magazine? Not sure what's the name of the show. I, I might actually remember off the top of my head. Oh, uh, readily random. I don't have any idea. <laughs> it might have been in the. It might have been in the hot fifty. We do. Uh, yeah, it's every it was, month. It was, yeah, 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 yeah. So every month we do our <laughs> uh, our hot fifty chart. You know, which is the only chart created by fans for fans, uh, and people just vote, so it's automatically populated. So I don't actually always see. Uh, what ends up on that chart? So he's probably on there. <laughs> oh, okay. That, uh, that I guess that would make sense then. Um, so what? Uh, so what? 
what, what how does the magazine fit into the rest of what you do because yeah. you said it's like it's a, it's a consumer facing magazine uh how how does that fit in with the rest of your entrepreneurial uh you know ventures yeah so my my personal philosophy is you've got to be really clear on what conversation you most want to be a part of and so for me as i said about mm, about two and a half, three years ago or so, I decided that I really want to be a part of the podcasting conversation. Did the best I could, put out my shows, hoping for big numbers. And, you know, it's quickly become apparent that I'm I'm not going to compete with, with a Joe Rogan. I'm not going to compete with a Dave Ramsey. You know, I'm not going to compete with the bigger folks who have these huge numbers behind every single show. And so if if I wanted to be in the conversation of podcasting and get my seat at the table, it then became a question of, you know, how am I going to do that? Because, you know, my name, right, Steve Olsher, I am not going to just be in that conversation on the merits of reinvention radio or beyond eight figures alone. So I wasn't ready to throw in the towel. You know, I was really sitting there saying, I, I don't want to be just a, a spoke on a wheel. I don't want to be just one of hundreds of thousands of podcasts. I want to be in the conversation when people talk about podcasting. How do I become the hub of the wheel that all of these various spokes throughout the vertical want to connect to? And, and so uh, that's really where the idea for podcast magazine was born. And in answer to your question, Joe, by having the magazine, obviously it's credibility, obviously it's authority. It opens doors in ways that I could not open those doors on my own. I could not ask Katie Couric to sit down for reinvention radio. Yet Katie Couric was more than happy to sit down to be on the cover of our second issue. You know, Adam Carolla, Dave Ramsey, and I'm not throwing these names out just, you know, to, to drop names, yeah, but yeah. it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's just quickly brought, <laughs> it's just quickly brought to, to our world though, a certain level of credibility that our shows on their own weren't going to have. And so the bottom line is with that credibility, with that piece in place, are we going to sell more products, programs, and services that we offer? Absolutely, hands down, unequivocally. Mm. Well, I, so uh, so I see there's print, uh, printed magazines behind you, uh -huh. so it is a physical magazine. I think it is. Yeah, hold that thought. Okay. Yeah, we uh, so we do it. We do it digitally, but we also do a uh, we do a limited print run uh, of each of the magazines. So yeah, wow. we um, our, our goal. I mean, this, and there's the hot fifty we were talking about. I mean, our goal is to get the, I mean, this is 148 pages, man, of pure content. Like we've got almost zero ads in this thing. So we got the content piece right first and, you know, everything else will, will follow from that. But no, it's, it's primarily digital uh, and we do a limited print run of each. But I want to see this thing on stands everywhere because it's, it's that good. And I believe that the medium is headed in that direction. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I got a copy from PodFest. Yeah, in the bag. Yes, okay. you did. I, I thought I died. It, it's been. I haven't really looked in the bag recently. Yeah, it's yeah. You would have got Glenn Washington. Happy. Yeah, the yes. inaugural. Yep. The inaugural issue is what we dropped into uh, podcast movement evolutions, uh, and then at uh, at Podfest. That that's awesome. So you um, 
So that, I mean, that's got to be expensive, like to to produce physical <laughs> 140 page magazines. Yeah, it is uh, not in, an inexpensive in proposition. At that, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but I think it's it's really it's essential. Like, and I'm sure you agree. Like, it's got to be really essential early on if you want people to take it seriously. Like, even if it's in a limited run. It's a physical thing that exists that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, and look, Joe, reality is for the better part of, of 30 years as an entrepreneur, you know, I've always tried to play at the highest possible level that I could, whether it was in the catalog world or launching on CompuServe's Electronic Mall in 1993 or with Liquor.com, which I owned since 1998. Um, you know, I always try to play at the highest level. And, and there's a couple of different reasons for doing that. Not the least of which is, you know, you got you got to set some, some you got to kind of build that moat, right? Create a barrier to entry. And the reality is, if, if I was going to go all in on creating a consumer facing magazine that we wanted to be, you know, really become the preeminent publication for the magazine that is geared toward, you know, for the industry that's geared towards podcast fans, we got to do it the right way. And so, yeah, I mean, we've invested uh, significantly, all bootstrapped, 100%, haven't raised a dollar of outside capital, no Kickstarter, no anything. Uh, but we wanted to set the bar pretty damn high, which included, you know, hell, if you're going to call a magazine something about podcasts, you know, what are you going to call it? So podcast magazine, you know, obviously yeah, made the yeah. most sense. And we had to go out and buy We had to go out and buy that domain, too. It was not, you know, it wasn't like one of those $8 sure things. Yeah, I'm sure that was a, an expensive proposition. It was one of those borderline numbers, you know. It was like it was just enough that I had to pause and think about it, was but it, it wasn't so five, much. It wasn't five figures, right? You didn't pay. It was five. definitely not five figures. Now I'll okay, tell you, it was twenty. It was a uh, twenty twenty two fifty. Oh, okay. That's not. I mean, that's not. I mean, I paid you know a lot of money for my own name, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, what I considered a lot of money at the time was like a thousand dollars for my JoePardo.com, and I don't even sure. use it. Superjoepardo.com. Yeah. So, but you got to <laughs> own it, right? That's that's the whole that's the trick. Um, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so you're, I, I, you know, I definitely applaud the fact that you, you're putting it together. So you have, uh, obviously, you have writers because you're not producing all of that content yourself. And as as Regina uh, Rosa Celeste says, uh, good friends with Tammy Patzer, one yeah. of the writers for the magazine. Um, so how many writers do you have on board to, to, yeah, to work on we, this? Cause like we, it's um, a lot of content, man. To produce. It is. I mean, you can see on the, you can see on the masthead, you know, it's, that's, that's the team. I and mean, we've got, you know, we got 25 odd people working on the, on the, on the magazine every single month. And it, what we did is we decided, you know, look, let's, let's bring in what we're calling a category director to be responsible for each of Apple's top level podcast categories. categories yeah. So, you know, business and history and society and culture and et cetera, et cetera. So we actually have a dedicated category director who does a feature article for each issue who does um, either an under the radar review, which is giving, you know, bringing light to shows that the public probably hasn't heard of, but should be listening to. Um, and they do a selection for off the charts, which is their podcast pick of the month for their particular category. And so, yeah, every single month we've got an article and under the radar, or sometimes I do overrated, which is taking on a show you probably have heard of, but might want to question listening to, uh, and, uh, and a selection for off the charts. And 
by the time you get all said and done with the sit downs that I do again with people like, you know, Jordan Belfort and Katie Kirk, and Lynn Washington, and, you know, these sort of folks and some of the other features that we do uh, every month, we're, you know, we're stacked over 140 something pages. The, the Mother's Day issue coming out is 150. So there you go. <laughs> That uh, wow that that is that is quite a bit of content. And then the that's a lot of content. So who, who is getting these limited run uh magazines? Like, how are you distributing? Or are you selling? Like, I assume you'd sell them, right? Like, yeah, no, um, we're how, so we're how, not. Yeah, so we're not actually selling the physical copies right now. We're we're doing um, let's just call it strategic placement in terms of getting them getting them into the hands of of people. Uh, who have influence in the industry, going to industry events like uh, like Podcast Movement and PodFest, et cetera. Um, we are going to be moving into uh, a commerce model here, right? Um, actually, until June 1st, uh, we're giving away free lifetime subscriptions. So it's been free up until this point, obviously, on the digital. Uh, but on the print, we're going uh, we're gonna to add a print option here very, very soon. Um, again, by June first, uh, we'll we'll be shifting over to a paid model altogether. Wow. Okay. Cool. So, if you want to, if you want to get in on this, what website do you have to go to to get your lifetime free subscri- subscription? Yeah. Real simple. Podcastmagazine.com. Right. Keep it simple. Bam. Look at that. All right. Cool. So, yeah, everyone should go and and get their uh, their lifetime subscri- subscription to Podcast Magazine over at Podcastmagazine.com. Um, so how how's the I mean clearly you you all right so clearly you have a team how hard was it to convince people to like hey can you start producing content and we're gonna put it in this magazine and I'm putting my own money behind it and you're gonna you know in theory be able to get a print copy of at least a, you know the first couple of mag you know magazines or whatever yeah you know Joe I mean it was it was surprisingly easy and and I don't and I don't, I don't want to sound flippant uh, about that because you know it's certainly we we recognize uh, the tremendous efforts that the category directors are putting in every single month on uh, the same token they also understand and the positioning here is we really want to help them become influencers in their own right in this industry and by being that critic by being that voice that that actually says you know hey Here's what you want to be looking at, thinking about, talking about, doing, considering in the category of business, right? And so like Michelle Schaefer, as an example, is a category d- director of business. I mean, she's got a, that's, that's a, that's a catbird seat right there. I mean, literally anyone who has a business podcast is coming to her saying, you know, hey, let's sit down. So, I mean, it, it builds her credibility, builds her authority, ups her influence, uh, and, and so that was, that was one of our promises going in is say yes to this and we will, we, we will really help you become an influencer in your own right. And, and that has proven to be the case. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That, I mean, it's a ton of work obviously. Uh, but you know, it, it definitely puts you in the right position. Uh, and it's a ton of what- visibility for them too, right? I mean, they, you know, they've got the byline, they've got the photo, we drive people to their podcasts and so we, we we try to make it very you know circular where we benefit our readers benefit and, and they benefit as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I um, so what uh, where in all in all of this, like, where would you like to see this heading? Sure, uh, I honestly believe that 
we will see a, a Spotify uh, or, you know, let's just, let's just play it out in a couple of different directions. On the acquisition front, I think this becomes an acquisition target pretty quick. Uh, I think that there are people who are going to want to have this sort of voice uh, for the industry and have the, the, the voice that is consumer facing that doesn't currently exist in an unbiased, comprehensive way in the, in, in the manner that the magazine offers. So I think that there is that, um, whether it's a Spotify, as I said, or, or whomever, I, I believe that in, in fairly short order, uh, we're going to see folks coming to the table wanting to be involved with this. Um, on the other side of that is if we don't move in that direction, I, it's pretty inevitable that we'll see a partnership with a Condé Nast or one of the other types of uh, players in, in the magazine space who specializes in getting these publications onto shelves, has a relationship with the quad printers of the world and so on, you know, who can get these things out for, you know, 30, 40 cents a pop and also brings to the table the, uh, the advertising relationships. Because to, to us, this is a lifestyle publication. We don't want to, you know, just, you know, there's a lot of great industry types of publications that have kind of mom and pop type podcaster ads in there. This is more of a lifestyle type of play in terms of how we're looking at it, where it's an absolute vodka taking out a, a full page ad. It's, it's more of a vanity fair type advertiser than it would be somebody who goes into an indie business journal as an example. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I tend to think of it like um, there's a, a video, uh, like a classic retro, I forget what it's called, but it's like a retro video game magazine that's that's printed out of the UK and it's always like it's like 20 some dollars or something like that but but like uh, I know a bunch of my friends are super into into getting it uh when they're able to to find them because it's they're yeah. not always available and and obviously they're super thick like yours and uh it's it, a ton of time and money goes into it plus it's shipped over from the UK after printing so yeah pricey. Uh, yeah so i it is you know i i definitely see the market for a lifestyle um publication for for podcasting because i mean obviously it's growing uh but it's it's still i don't know that it's ever going to get synonymous to the point where like it, you know everyone's going to be like i gotta pick up pot like the that magazine for that mm. thing right it's kind of like having like uh xxl right for for um hip-hop right it's mm -hmm. like yeah hip-hop heads are gonna get it but it's not like every person that knows about hip-hop is gonna go get that industry magazine yeah well the good news is we don't need all of those who love podcasts to to want to be a part of this in order to get yeah. to a pretty solid valuation so oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> that's, uh, absolutely. That's, uh, that's a good thing on it right I, I think between the name uh between the amount of people that you have like already dedicated to to working on it um you know having again i think having that physical product and not just saying it's like oh it's just a digital thing and yeah. i don't want to diminish the just the i mean we're literally doing a digital thing right here right now right <laughs> so i don't want to totally diminish that but uh you know only having the digital aspect of it it just it it doesn't make it as i don't want to say legit but let but let's let's say legit for the people that that are in the industry you know po not podcasting but the magazine industry yeah. they're gonna look at it and be like yeah, that's a cool yeah. toy that you got there with your digital thing. But like by just by to me, like having that thing is like having a big old trophy. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at the demographics in terms of the people who are listening to podcasts and certainly the people who are reading our magazine, we're skewing older. 
we are definitely skewing towards higher than average household incomes. And so, you know, the, the God's honest truth is when you, when you look at magazines and what a magazine actually means to people and who it, who it is meaningful to, the people that are gravitating towards what we're doing understand the value of a physical magazine. You know, this is not something for millennials and Gen Zs and, you know, that sort of thing. You know, I'm 50 years old and honestly, our demographic looks a lot like me. And we, you know, we, we still like the physical form. And so the combination of the two is, is uh, I think, going to be pretty powerful here. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I wouldn't have guessed that you were 50. That's, that, that's awesome. <laughs> looking, looking great, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like not, not taking days off. That's for sure. <laughs> um, I, that, that's awesome. So I, I like, all right, so let's get into, uh, talking a little bit more about, uh, podcasting and profiting from podcasting. What, like, What's uh what's some of your thought process when you were designing? I mean, clearly, I mean, you have two flags on your on your mic there, so you've had at least two shows, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what what's tell tell talk to me about some of your thought process behind putting that plan together? Like, if I'm a podcaster and I'm like, I, you know, I or I'm just getting started as podcasting or or I've been podcasting for a little bit, but I, I haven't really put my game plan together. I haven't thought about it. walk me through your thought process of like. What do I got to do to make this profitable so I'm not just having fun? Yeah. Well, obviously, you want to have fun, right? It's got to be well, something yeah. that's you're telling you yeah. want to be talking about it. But how do you make money from it? What sort of that, you know, what is that game? Yeah, plan again, not like? trying to, using the word just, I'm not trying to just, I'm not I trying know. to diminish it, but, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm only having fun. How about that? Only. Yeah. Only yeah. The vernacular. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good, man. So, so what, what I teach to, to my students is that everything starts with the offer. And so the idea here is you don't launch a podcast without a clear understanding of what the offer is and really having clarity around what your profit path is that leads to, leads people to whatever that last step is on the path. And so for, for, for us, the, the last step on the path that someone can take with our organization is a program called Icon Maker Elite, which is I work with five people a year, one-on-one, -on -one, help them to become icons in their respective niche, right? I mean, I'm not going to go into all the details around that, but that's, that is the last step on the path that someone can take with, with us. So the question is, how do I attract the most likely candidates to come into my world and bounce them into our ecosystem so that five people uh, over the course of a year will say yes to the Icon Maker Elite program. And so what I'm working from is that point and coming back to what do I have to do today to attract the right people into my ecosystem? And so with the shows, if you look at Beyond Eight Figures as an example, Beyond Eight Figures features entrepreneurs who have either exited for more than $10 million or currently run businesses that gross more than $10 million annually. So there's a certain aspirational component to the show. People who are listening are people who are either starting out in business and want to you know, start that business the right way, or they're in the phase of scaling, or they're potentially looking to exit. And so when you think about the mindset of the entrepreneur, that entrepreneur ultimately is going to need what we have and what we can do for people. If you look at Reinvention Radio, 
that's another type of uh, of show there that, that, you know, more specifically what we focus on reinvention radios, we focus on people who have reinvented their lives and have, just are, are, are dismantling the status quo in their respective niche as a result now and, you know, moving forward. I don't want to, again, I don't want to turn this into a commercial, but the point being people who are looking to reinvent their lives and are maybe, you know, at point A and they're looking to get to point B or whatever, you know, that story may be for them, they're going to need help in doing so. And so the people who tune into that show are also going to be then good candidates for what our core offerings are. But we design that from the beginning with understanding who our most ideal clients are. So Mm. the bottom line, Joe, is it's really to me today, the most powerful thing that you can do when designing a show is think about designing it in a way that meets the criteria of what I call the new media trifecta, which means that the brand the podcast name and the online course are all of the same name and ideally as niche as you possibly can because you're not going to compete with the Joe Rogans. You're not going to compete with the bigger players. So you got to think about search and discovery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I, I don't even, you can't, yeah, I don't think you could compete with the Joe Rogans, uh, you know, without some massive amounts of marketing and like a decade and a half of, doing th- like in front of the public eye, you know, on, on, on like big time media and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, it, it's, it, you know, it just isn't, it's, it's just not realistic, uh, in most cases. So, um, yeah, I, so I, I, so if I'm hearing you correct, it's like, start with the goal and then work backwards from, from that. And that's generally how I try to, uh, approach things too. like figure out what the goal is and then figure out how I'm going to, you know, work my way backwards from there to get yeah. to get to get to it. Um, yeah. And uh, and I'll say this, that for yeah. for three years and it's funny because I, I, I start to see a lot of folks kind of regurgitate crap that I've been teaching for for years now. But back in 2017, I started teaching and preaching about really understanding that you, you've got to look at podcasting from the standpoint of leveraging the business of podcasting as opposed to looking at podcasts, you know, or having a podcast, if you will, as a business. Because for the majority of us mere mortals, we, we're not going to be able to generate enough income, enough revenue from a podcast on it, you know, on its own in order to support the lifestyle or, you know, type of business uh, entity that we want that we want to create. So, Really, Joe, I mean, the bottom line is it just boils down to understanding how to leverage the the business of podcasting and the holistic approach to what the medium offers, as opposed to just simply looking at it from the standpoint of I'm going to build a podcast and then I'm going to be able to generate revenue from that. Well, I, I in 2014, I made that mistake. I was like, you know, I, I was like, oh, I'm going to start the show and like the Internet's going to give me this big sack of money and I'm just going to like cash in and we're just going to roll with it. Uh, and, and then within like two, three months, I realized it wasn't a sprint. It was a, it was a marathon that I was running and, uh, you know, ultimately decided like, OK, I need to put together the, uh, this game plan of like getting speaking gigs and getting coaching clients and um and writing books so I can have, you know, something to sell and putting programs together and oh, yeah. and all that. So like, I, you know, pretty relatively, you know, relatively quickly figured out that like, okay, this wasn't going to, it was, I wasn't getting this big sack of money just cause I, I turned on a microphone every single week. Uh, well, in my case, I was doing it daily or five days a week uh, yeah. at the time for one show. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, um, but I, you know, I think sometimes podcasts, people who, who want to get involved with it, they, they, you know, they don't, 
it's 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 sometimes it's hard to see that and they also don't necessarily realize that like yes you can have sponsors sponsors are great uh but sponsors can also be a big pain in the butt um mm. you know like there's a lot of like micro uh handling and making sure that they're happy uh and apparently anita lo- loves the sound so i'll, I'll play the cash register again <laughs> i'm glad my sounds are finally working this week uh nice it's it's been yeah it, it, it wasn't working last week so i couldn't have my uh my sad trombone with me when when i make mistakes throughout the show um but yeah so i and actually you know it brings me to so anybody who didn't hear earlier we now have a theme song to the show did you hear this steve when you when you rolled in I was dancing to it. Thank you for that. You were, uh, you, I didn't. I didn't look up to see or down to see. But for anyone who didn't hear it, I, I now have the ability to go along with all of these uh, new sound effects that I have. Uh, I can play the the sound the the theme song, which we didn't have before, to uh, Indie PodCon so or Indie Pod Podcast. So now uh, I can uh, hit it before we go in, which is good because you don't know when it's going to go live like just because yeah right like it yeah so when when you hit the go live button it's like it says it's going live but like facebook hasn't picked up the feed yet so at least i figured if i have a few seconds of warm-up before i get into my welcome everybody's uh then i can uh you know at least they're it's not gonna look as weird uh great friends yes yes i i would i would agree so yeah so so yeah so it's good to have this working finally um hopefully it continues to work for me because i also have these features now not that anybody needs to hear me singing uh but you know now i can sing is it working oh no now it's working (laughs) now you do crazy things like that <laughs> is that uh I'm trying to find the what what's the little controller thing he called? It's um Stream Deck. Is it? Yeah, is that so the one I, you're using? I, I, I have a Stream Deck XL. I had the regular sized one and I, I liked it so much that I was like, all right, I'm just gonna get the XL. I didn't want to spend the two hundred and fifty dollars. I really, really didn't. But I'm like, for an extra hundred bucks, I get so many more buttons that I can put everything right in front of me rather than not having it at all. Yeah. And I have, I mean, I, I got to get some more sound effects, but I have like, the record like scratching. I can like take a beating or give a beating out to somebody. Uh, elf, apparently. Does, can, can you hear me talking when I hit the sensor button? Like, I'm just going to keep. No. You couldn't hear me at all. How amazing no. is that? Now I can so cool. and censor myself. Yeah. Uh, winner. And I also got the, <laughs> the ha. Got <he. laughs> <laughs> and uh the bubble and, and, the and ding, you can do then, can you do the multi-camera from that or do you need something else to do multi-camera so i could do multi-camera i have um i have multiple i have like four webcams i feel like a hoarder <laughs> mm-hmm. in this time where like basic webcams are going for 150 dollars. i have four of them not nice. including like my ipad and my lap like my macbook and my other laptop and my phone and all these other surrounded by I'm surrounded by cameras, Steve. It's it's a, gear. it's a, pro, it's a problem. <laughs> gear, gear everywhere. Yes, let's all take a drink. Uh, so yeah, so I can I could switch. Um, I was thinking about setting up some some multiple cameras. We're um doing some remodeling here in the garage, and uh, so once I get it straightened out, I will th- I will look at doing some multiple like camera like so you could see the whole set like me at my whole setup. Sweet. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely would be doing that soon. 
Um, and then I think I don't know if it'll work with uh, StreamYard. I think they they might have Stream Deck uh, capabilities now, but I, I might have to go through like a separate program, like a fake like a virtual camera thing to make the switch happen without having to like go down to the camera mic and then like changing my camera because like I have this camera too. Yeah, uh, that's pointed out for VR, which if oh, there it goes. So like when we're playing VR nice. and we stream VR live, like you can, I mean, it's kind of, it needs to be adjusted a little bit, but uh, yeah. you know, you can at least see that. So I, I have multiple cameras. I just haven't gone through the issue uh, of setting them all up, but nice. I mean, I can, I mean, I, I enjoy being able to like, uh, uh, let's see. I can be a baby like that. I can be super dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I could sing. Like other other singing. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so it it works. I'm 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 so excited to have it working. But mostly for the music and for the uh, sound effects, it just it just makes things so so go yeah. much easier. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. So uh, I had to I had to make a couple of announcements. So if you want to hang in there for me uh, for a minute, Steve, while I make a, bring up a couple of things. So if you haven't noticed below here, scrolling, uh, we are doing a free live virtual community building for Podcasters Conference on May sixteenth. This will be the fourth virtual conference we've done since like the first one was like March twenty eighth, I think. 28th, 29th. So uh, th we're doing, we're, this will be our fourth one that we've hosted, or we, when I say we, I mean me, uh, have, have hosted. Uh, and we, we are accepting speakers. So if you want to go and speak, you have until Friday to submit your community building topic over at uh, indiepodcon.com slash virtual. Uh, we, we are looking forward to it. This one, uh, I'm not sure who we're going to be raising money for this time. We raised, um, oh, I think it was like $500 for um, No Kid no kid hungry uh last weekend when we held an eight hour social media for or social media promotion for podcasters uh this past weekend which was was great i absolutely uh enjoyed it we had a, a wonderful time raised a bunch of money had a ton of 20 plus speakers uh hopefully this time we'll have close to 20 20 ish speakers and i have some other things up my sleeve to uh to make it make it fun and the engagement ha was just amazing throughout the entire event uh and if you want to sponsor that event there, if you go to indiepodcon.com slash virtual there is uh there's a sponsorship button right there if you just scroll down a little bit uh the other thing i want to talk about real quick is that so uh if you had bought the indiepod or the Icon Lifetime Virtual Ticket, um, we, I have, yesterday I spent an enormous amount of time, too much time, Steve, way too much time, uh, getting everything migrated over from Gumroad into the IndiePodCon website. So we, I am building the IndiePod University, IndiePodUniversity.com, because uh, of course, right? Right, Steve, you gotta have the, you gotta have the domain name, so for the vanity if nothing else. Um, and so this is like 60 plus hours of podcast talks all wrapped in to a single site. And if you bought the lifetime ticket or if you buy the lifetime ticket between now and when we launch in then probably a, about a week or so, um, when I finally finish like flushing out the, the internals of the membership side of the site, uh, you will get lifetime access to the IndiePod university. 
which also includes a private Facebook group to get your questions answered, uh, as well as access to every indie PodCon event going forward, all put pumped right into that into that website um, for viewing. So, and you can view it from I mean you can view it from anywhere. So it's it's not like a you know oh you got to sit in front of your computer like open it up like on your phone and like go do some weeding or something within your headphones. Like it, it will absolutely work. Um, so yeah, so that will, it's going to be uh, $10 a month, uh, $9.99, uh, $10 a month, or uh, I think it's, it'll be $99 a year uh, subscription models. But if you bought the lifetime or if you buy the lifetime package now for 99 bucks, you will have lifetime access forever. Uh, and we will also be doing a call once a month, uh, like a group call once a month as part of that uh, 999 to get your questions answered. So really looking forward to all that. Really looking forward to me having it launched and done. Uh, but, you know, I, it's it's you know, what, Steve, it's one of those things, right, where you you like you, you think about it and you're like, oh, you know, it'd be really nice if I like brought all these videos that I already had in Gumroad and brought them over into like a website that I could like regularly mod, like, you know, um, recurring yeah, like income a, monetize. Like a, like a membership site. Yeah. Like a membership site. Is that they make those. Of, like, you might yeah, want to think about doing one of those, Joe, they make those. <laughs> so I've heard, so I've heard it's, you know, it's honestly from my portfolio, it's one of the things I'm sorely missing is, is a, is a membership site. I built one back in 2015 called your dream platform.com. Uh, launched it, and part of the problem that I ran into was I had to create all of the content, uh, and it, it it was it's a it's a lot, you know, to create a, 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 a enormous amount of content for a all you can eat buffet kind of price. Um, so in this case, it's an all you can eat buffet kind of price, but I only had to create a small portion of that content versus everybody that's speaking and and bringing in uh, the content into the, into the, in, you know, into the conference. Uh, so it's, or into our, I guess I should say into our community. So that's, it helps, right? Like it's one less thing that I have to really put a ton of effort into to make it work. Um, yeah. plus we already have, like I said, five years of, of podcast conference talks, uh, yeah. At, you yeah. Know, over 60 hours. So, yeah. So if you're interested, um, you can go buy the bundle right now at indiepodcon.com slash bundle. That's the icon lifetime virtual ticket, 99 bucks. You'll have lifetime access forever to indiepoduniversity.com when it launches like in a week or so. Anyway, Steve, um, back to you. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> so, so what, um, what like all right? So what other pro what what projects have you had that failed? Oh God! Um, I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure you have plenty, right? And by oh, failed, yeah. I mean learn lessons from because that's what yeah. we're all doing, right? We're learning yeah. at our own expense, right? I mean, this is um, this is a case of some serious PTSD I got going on. Um, I mean, I think we're generally around the same age but yeah you know uh close. no we, we are not around the same age not even close 75 man okay what there we go all right about? that makes sense no, all right no, totally I'm, got it i'm i am 33 so i'm okay not so not even close close. okay yeah so let's close. get i got a really small <laughs> camera here people don't be mad at joe he's there you go real small <laughs> there you go camera all right so um Anyway, long story short, our our generation, the uh, the Gen Xers, is uh, we, we've been pummeled. I mean, really, just pummeled. I mean, when 
when it was 1999, I had the uh, the S1 filed and I was ready to go public with liquor.com. And then we got, you know, slammed in the in the dot-com bubble and that whole implosion there. Then, you know, nine years later or so, just really got murdered in the, uh, in the real estate uh, bubble there. I had developed about 50 odd million dollars in uh, real estate uh, pro- properties. I mean, just from commercial and residential and office and so on. Um, and then, you know, some of them went really well and others, uh, of course, got hammered in, in, in that meltdown. And, and now we've got what's going on here. And I know this is impacting a lot of people uh, in some pretty powerful, um, just terrible ways. And so I, I can't, you know, I just I feel for for those who are experiencing this sort of uh, of hiccup if you will, for the first time. But this is, the, you know, the, one of my mantras nowadays is, you know, hu- hug a Gen Xer because, I mean, we've been we've been through the ringer, man. You know, it's, it's one thing to get knocked down and then have to start over. And it's another thing to have to do it again. But I mean, a lot of us in this in this generation are having to do it three times. So, you know, hopefully for some, it won't come to that. I mean, I feel more insulated now uh, than I was during the last couple. But at the same token, who knows how long this is all going to last? You know, I mean, if this if this goes on for for a, a long time, I'm going to, you know, there's no doubt I'm going to feel it too. So, you know, nightclub went well, then didn't catalog went well, then didn't dot com went well, then didn't real estate. I mean, you name it, man. And I think that's ultimately why uh, I'm so attracted to the conversation around reinvention too, uh, because I, you know, I'm kind of the poster child for what it takes to, to have to consistently reinvent your life. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, look, I, I, I totally, I totally get it, man. We, um, you know, I'm not much, uh, much of a millennial, but me, millennials, came out of college with a hundred thousand plus dollars in debt and yeah, no jobs to go into in 2008. It was yeah, it was devastating. I mean, fortunately for me, I was in a much better place and I didn't really go to college, so it didn't matter. It didn't affect me as much, yeah, uh, as as some other people I know, but um. But yeah, I I uh I, I hear you. It's it's uh the yeah the dot com bubble definitely definitely sucked for a lot of people. Um, I you know I I mean I've been building websites since ninety ninety six. So you know ten years old was building websites. Is it, it was front page GeoCities tripod. Yeah. Like the, you know these yeah. are. These are the things Dude, I was blogging back in like ninety six ninety seven about my life. You, like you were there. I was. I, I just, you know, I had a fake name so I could register as 18 years old, <laughs> which I, so I live in the, Steve, I live in the house I grew up in, right? I, I bought it from my dad back in, uh, in 2010 and, um, or 2009 actually. So, uh, I still get mail to this day for that fake name that I was registering forever mm. and ever and ever ago. Uh, it's, it's kind of crazy. I guess I, the name just gets passed around on list, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so, um, so, yeah. So I, I, when it comes to, when it comes to reinvention, you, uh, what's like, what's some of the things that you feel has worked out for you, uh, from like a, from a mentality standpoint, like you, I know you said like, right, re- like ready, fire, aim or, or fire, ready, aim uh kind of mentality but like what what's what's some of the principles that you you work around that enable you to to be able to reinvent yeah i I mean i think ultimately you either do something because there is a significant amount of monetary upside 
or you do something because you just you you would do it even if you didn't get paid. And so ultimately, my ebbs and flows between those two uh, has enabled me to see you know really both sides of the coin on what it make you know what it means to to make a lot of money doing something that is commodity driven versus doing something where there may not be that sort of, of money on the, you know, on the backside of those efforts. But throughout the process, you're able to, to really serve in the way that you're most compelled to, to serve and help those you're, you're most compelled to help. And so, I, I mean, I honestly believe that the, the, the best of both worlds is, is the ideal place to land where you can get paid extraordinarily well for what comes as naturally to you as breathing and really does put fire in your soul. And, and so for me, I think it's, it's, you know, it, it's definitely taken quite a bit of time in order to get to that place. But yeah, I wrote, I wrote the book, what is your what? Because for most of my adult life, I've, I've struggled with that question of how am I naturally wired to excel? And so I think I'm, a, I'm as close to being able to answer that question properly now in terms of what is your what, what is my what, uh, than uh, that at any point uh, before in my, in my career. So it's, uh, it's a nice balance uh, of the two and a nice mix that allows me to serve, but also allows me to, uh, you know, to, to reap the benefits of those efforts. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, and and I'm curious on your end because it sounds like we have a, a lot of the similar like thought processes. What do you find as you get older that it's harder for you to like shift gears? Like, is it getting well, harder to let shift me, gears? Like, like let me put it to you this way. And and so I because I, I know I, I have, I, and I'm not even that old. <laughs> no, dude, you got nothing but time. All right. So, but here here's what I know to be true is especially, and, and it's a great question because this is something that I've been thinking about more and more. And what, what I have become really clear on is that we only have so many blocks of time with which to focus on a particular endeavor. And so for you, I mean, let's say that you've got a five-year block to do what it is that you're doing in, in the world of podcasting. And if that doesn't work out, you can reinvent, you know, just try to start over, whatever, and, and really focus on whatever that next five-year period is going to be. So the older that you get, the amount of energy that you have diminishes. It's certainly greatly reduced, no matter, you know, I've been doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for the better part of 20 years. And so one of the things that we talk about is, you know, you, you just can't teach 20-year-old strength. Like, that's not a technique. You either have it or you don't. <laughs> so in the world of entrepreneurship, it, it also holds true from the standpoint of you only have so many five-year blocks left with which to be able to do what it is that you want to do. Because I, I will tell you, by the time I hit 70, the energy that I have even now at 50, again, is going to be greatly diminished. So it's an exponential uh, it, it, that 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 energy is exponentially decreasing with every five year block, mm -hmm. and so and so the point being, I have to be really aware and vigilant about what I decide to invest 
my next year, my next five-year block into in, insofar as time, energy, and resources are concerned. No, I didn't feel that way <laughs> until... And, and you shouldn't. Ha- well, hold on, hold on. Until having two kids in, in the last four years. That has well, then there's that. Great, yeah. Like that was like the like two vampires came into my house. Was like I'm sucking the life out of you so that I can live. Like, thank you for your contribution. (laughs) Yeah, and and frankly, and I've got a friend who had twins when he was 50. I I can't even imagine (laughs) doing. I mean, my my kids are 16 and 13 now, and you know, having you know having them home with the with the you know homeschooling and the quarantine, the whole nine. I mean, you know, it's Mm. it's not crazy because they're old enough to take care of themselves and do what they need to do for the most part, right? They're 16 and 13. You know, if you had five year olds, kids that were just going into kindergarten. And they were there, you know, all day. And then all of a sudden, you know, you got the quarantine. Now you got them all day without a break. It's just, I mean, it's the same thing in business, right? You look at the energy that would take to have those two kids at home all day, every day. If they're five, you you have to, it's a young man's game. It's a young woman's game. I mean, you have to have that type of energy. Same thing with starting a business. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so our, our four-year-old is in uh, preschool. She goes to, she was going two half days a week. Um, but now like she's doing the online schooling and it, they're like connecting in for zoom meetings, like every, like three or four times a week. And it's, I mean, it's only for like 30 or 40 minutes, but like keeping her engaged with the screen oh, like, yeah. where it's not like cartoons and, you know, trolls singing or something like it's yeah crazy it's difficult. Like it's, it's really tough. I, we're fortunate enough that my wife doesn't have to work, but, um, it's, it's 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 a lot it's a lot on me it's a lot on her to to and and for me to be here every day now uh is is a lot <laughs> it's yeah. a lot for on both of us for sure um but you know i i mean i i i would say that like we're both you know both of us are, are super fortunate that we're able to be home and and be able to do our thing and um and make it you know and and be still be comfortable even though the the potential for the future of like catastrophic like destruction in our financial lives is is still like looming in the future if things don't turn around now with that said new jersey apparently is opening up golf courses and state parks on like on saturday so and we have some of the most testing cases in the country so how that's gonna work out who knows i yeah we'll know soon enough yeah, yeah man. I'm, I tell you, I'm not going golfing or going to the state park. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, I'll just stay home. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I um, appreciate you you having me on, and you know, being course. able to hang and love love everything that you're doing. We'll have to figure out how to get Podcast Magazine playing with all the fun stuff you're up to. Well, thank thank you, Steve. I appreciate that. Please plug everything that you got, your shows and the magazine, and uh, whatever yeah, you, how people can get in touch with you. Thanks, man. Uh, Let's just let's just have folks, you know, I mean, uh, let's, let's just send them to Podcast Magazine, right? I mean, just podcastmagazine.com, best place to start. You get to know me and uh, all the fun stuff I'm up to there. And uh, love to have you join that community. And uh, as we talked about earlier, we're still still giving away free lifetime subscriptions until uh, June 1st. So love to love to have you on board. Yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm going to go register right after the, after you get off this call. Sweet. And uh and you, and you should too. You absolutely should too. You, Steve, that's who I'm talking to. Ah, yes, uh, I will. I'm on it. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. I really appreciate you, Steve, coming on tonight and uh, and having a great conversation. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Podbean. Podbean makes it uh, easy 
Uh, it's easy and a powerful way to start podcasting. Uh, they give you all the tools you need uh, for a successful podcast, such as unlimited podcast hosting, podcast distribution, monetization options, and even live streaming podcast capabilities. Sign up today at www.podbean.com. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. Next week, I have, I'm pretty sure, I'm going to check because I didn't get a chance to bring it up, but I'm pretty 99% sure it is the blind blogger, Maxwell Ivy, coming on the IndiePod podcast. I'm super excited to have him get, get a good chance to catch up with him and see everything that he's got going on. I hope you and your families all stay safe uh, as we continue to go through this crazy thing called life uh, on the, the uh, COVID-19 Express. All right, everybody, take care.